Welcome to What the Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds and under 30 attacks made as a reaction, but that still didn't hit. I'm your co-host, <laughs> Davey, and with me is uh, one of our other co-hosts, Phil. How are you doing tonight, Phil? Hey, I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Good to hear. Uh, I uh, The context is we are recording on the 28th of February, which means uh, Adepticon is closing in desperately quickly. Uh, and we got some good news, not to jump too quick to what's going on with you, but I uh, got some good news uh, in that uh, you are now going to make it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, there's a whole host of reasons for holding off, but I, I finally got registered. <laughs> I didn't quite wait until the very last minute. Yeah. I was probably uh, eight hours prior to the uh, sign-up cutoff or about that, but um yeah, officially registered, going to play in both tournaments for Underworlds. Cool. Um, so should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, excited to see everybody who shows up. I know it's a smaller crew this year. Um, both tournaments are in the 20s for registration right now. Okay. So um, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I know I know people probably wanted champs, and it's, you know, it's what it is. Um, yeah. You can't, can't change what GW is going to do. So just roll well, with it. Yeah. And, uh, and we got shamed by some of the other, uh, uh, podcasts on our network that are running <laughs> events. Uh, there's a, there's a Friday war cry event that uh, dogs of war cry is running and there's a gibbering dome path to glory event being run by path to story. So, um, we, uh, maybe, maybe next year we'll, we'll, uh, try and feel things out. Earlier. <laughs> I think we've just made some assumptions about what was going to be there. Yeah. Then, I uh, mean, it's, the first yeah. year it hasn't been championships. So like we just yeah. assumed, yeah, it's like, Oh, there's going to be a GW event. It's going to be championship. It's going to be a two day thing. It's going to be great. And then I was like looking at the registration and it's like, huh, there's yeah. no tournament on here even at all <laughs> run by GW. Huh? Yeah. What, what's that about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll be talking a lot more about Adepticon, uh, more so once it already happens. Um, We've kind of talked about some of the, the meta things and uh, covered some of that with our, our uh, talk about the uh, tournament we, we ran recently, um, some of our considerations and all that. Uh, we are going to talk today, uh, as you are hearing this, if you're listening right as it releases, uh, the Air and I would have just gone on pre-order. Uh, this is a five more uh, Daughters of Cain or Witch Elves if you're uh, looking at old world sort of stuff. Um sort of elven elven gladiators that uh are are getting in the mix here so uh more on that in just a second uh we'll be kind of doing a rundown of uh first thoughts and our impressions after a little bit of play experience with them and uh letting you know but uh before we do that a couple of community shout outs uh one kind of we we've uh, mentioned this guy's stuff uh often enough but uh wath lab has done an overhaul i don't know if you've looked at these yet but uh He's, he's done an overhaul of uh, four older war bands um, in, in there. So uh, they basically taking uh, very old or maybe outdated uh, or war bands that are maybe just a little underpowered with their infaction stuff. So in this case, I think it's, uh, if I'm remembering right, it's Sepulchral Guard, uh, Worm Spat, Blade Coven, and maybe scritch spike claws swarm uh if i'm if i remember right so just kind of bringing them up uh buffing them to sort of modern standards and such um, which isn't to say that any of those are necessarily like 
underpowered at any given minute. But you, if you look through some of those decks, they, you know, if you, if you look through like Nurgle's rivals deck, it's, it's a <laughs> pretty, pretty shocking affair. Ooh. Uh, uh, and so they kind of get to get by on the strength of their fighters and their their ability and all that sort of thing. Anyway, yeah. so this is a this is a cool uh, cool idea of uh, bringing them up to speed. I really like uh, the effort that's gone into that. Um, we'll have a link to it in the show notes, but uh, also a good place to find that is um, there's the uh, the Vassal Discord will have a uh, link for content creators, and you can kind of scroll through there and see what people are doing. Um, and that is that. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I think we've already talked to Depticon. That was kind of our other main community shout out. Um, yep. Yep. So uh, we got some old numbers. Uh, registration is actually closing today. Yeah, uh, closed as, today as our, at yeah. noon. So, <laughs> so as we are recording, it has yeah. it has since passed. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it is possible to still register in person now. It's just mm. the online portal is now closed. Okay. So if okay. you show up and you're like, man. I really wanted to play in that Underworlds tournament. Um, I think you can still do that, although they're going to have to like print you a badge the day of or something. It won't be the fancy plastic card. And sure, um, I was I was actually reading up a bit on like what happens if you do want to just join in last minute. And it sounds yeah. like it is doable as long as there's open spots. So oh, cool. All right. Uh. We also uh, usually cover what the hex is going on with you. So, Phil, what the hex is going on with you? Yeah. Um, so, as AdeptCon is rapidly approaching, I've been trying to nail down more of exactly what I'm going to play. Mm. Um, I've I've done some play with black powders that I enjoy, but I also don't know yet what the status of the beta rules is going to be at AdeptCon. <laughs> Oh, yes. So Great point. It's a big, a big old question mark for whether or not I would even consider playing them. Because if they yeah. are not using the beta rules, I don't think I could run them at all. So um, the other option is Starblood Stalkers, which I've played a lot. Um, yeah. Do you, this, are you familiar um, with that warband at all? <laughs> you know, I, I maybe have tried them out a time or two. Yeah. Um, and that's mostly the other reason why they're my sort of other option is just I've I've got the reps with them. I've played oh, totally. them since yeah. they came out. And yeah. so kind of know them forwards and backwards. But figuring them out in Nemesis has been a bit of a challenge. Um, it's been fun, but difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because of how aggressive the op- opponents have been. And that mm-hmm. is not something that the little skinks tend to do a great yeah. job with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they're also mostly painted, so it's it saves me a whole lot of time of having to paint a new warband. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> Which, pa- painting in crunch time. I mean, uh, I've done it both of the previous Adepticons we've gone to, <laughs> and I wasn't happy with the results in either one. Oh, yeah. But I was like, hey, I got to get some colors down. I was just rooting through my model storage, uh, trying to find uh for uh figures for our our uh last week's uh league night which we finally got to after like i yeah. don't know three weeks two, snow, two almost just... three weeks of cancellations <laughs> for repeated snowstorms yeah um and i i kind of dug down and got to see my uh miari's purifiers and i was like oh god oh man that was <laughs> that was really un- really unfortunate i had to rush through those the, guys so the fast paint they... was flying fast yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, the one thing I can say about them is that they definitely have paint on them. So, 
you know, uh, and in some ways that is better than bare plastic, but I, you know, and I'm thinking about, I almost certainly made that joke a year ago. So I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> An oldie, but a goodie. Uh, yeah, I know. Just a little, little time to marinate, a little time to, to age a little bit and, uh, gain some flavor. Exactly. Uh, I, I am doing the exact opposite of you. Uh, I've mentioned the league. I have, I don't know why I didn't do this from the start, but, uh, also I was like, uh, cause Skylar kind of sends these, uh, intermittent emails to say, Hey, we, we saw this many, these many war bands like out. And I'm like, Oh man, it would be cool. To, like really bring that number up. I don't think, I, I think I need to abandon the quest. Uh, cause I don't think I can get us to like full representation. I was on a one man crusade to like try and bring us up to all what 47 about to be 48. Yeah. Um, and we're going to fall a little bit short cause I don't think I have enough, uh, momentum, uh, to do it on my own. I don't know if another people, enough other people, cause correctly, uh, a lot of our people are practicing for, <laughs> for, for Adepticon events. Huh. I, I think once it was, I, once I realized that I was not going to get to do the grand clash and I, I I'm really happy the dice heroes are doing it event Cause it gives me a chance to do something. And I certainly would like to compete in that, but, uh, I put a little, uh, took a little bit of the pressure off and I was like, ah, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not quite as motivated. So what I've been doing is changing war bands, like n- not just like every week, but like every game, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then one of my other candidates is uh, uh, even though uh, even though I had a rough outing with the air and I, um, that's that kind of magpie brain where it's like, oh, there's still there's still new stuff to be explored with this, and yeah, so kind of considering them. So it'd be them, or uh, maybe I, I if it's a if painting becomes a, a primary concern, it might become the kind of crew because I'm pretty happy with the paint job I pulled off on them. Um, and it might be nice just to show off something after my shameful display last year. It might be nice to <laughs> bring something a little nicer looking, but we'll see. Nah, not shameful. No, uh, not prideful. <laughs> no, but yeah. uh, I was actually just thinking, I think because Skylar has been joining you in playing a few other new war bands as well. Yeah. Um, and some of our, and one of our other local folks, um, Ben know. Ben's been doing the Lord's yeah. work too. Yeah, that's yeah. been good. So, so I was even gonna see what the what the count is at. We've we've seen thirty six unique warbands, and oh, I know Soul Raid got played after that count, so okay. it should actually be thirty seven. So we're at so like ten or eleven to go, depending on yeah. if you count. I think good. we'll be wrapped before Aaron and I are actually released. Yeah, um, that's true so i could trim that number by four but that that's what i'm saying is i think i need help and a couple people are gonna get a little serious at the end with the to try try to win the league what um, no so. <laughs> we only got one le- one week left to compete <laughs> one, one week to make the final four right next week yeah week seven. yeah and then yeah. and then it's you know at that point then you're in the tournament mode so yeah last week i brought thorns which was really fun to bust them back out haven't played them in a long time and um and and I brought Eyes of the Nine, uh, and Ooh. was getting ready to plop them down. Yeah, and uh, I was like, "All right." So Brian had challenged me. Um, I was like, "All right, let's see what Brian's playing. If he's if he's in with in, in for the memes here, where we're we're trying to get all the war bands played, uh, like maybe I'll maybe I'll have a chance at this." And he was like, "I have Gnarl Spirit and Tooth and Claw." I was like, "Oh my god!" 
Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, he's he's in full Adepticon mode. I don't think he's doing anything other than that until yeah. Adepticon. It was one of those things, and we've talked about it before. Where I was like, as we were playing, and like card after card was coming out, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that this would be an illegal deck in championship play. I think there's got to be more than like three restricted in this Nemesis deck. This is this is brutal. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had some pretty lucky dice to keep it closer than it should have been, but uh, couldn't couldn't uh, hold the course. Yeah, I, I believe you only lost by one. I did. I did. I I was angling. Uh, I think he had to draw into. Uh, what's that move or die what, what's the one where everybody has to have a move or charge token yeah that's um, it he correctly figured out that that was the bottom card in his objective deck drew into that and one by one because i had the tiebreaker i was on an wow. objective and he was not um uh, but uh i i did need dice to to get there i, I needed uh kachark to create a defense and all that so i i think i was playing like still though <laughs> yeah I, I felt like i was playing really well getting really good luck and that was enough to like keep it close <laughs> so uh which is which is fun but i mean it was a fun it was a fun game regardless yeah. that's, that's kind of anyway i think that's enough waffling you got anything else you want to hit or should we jump into wow. the main topic well here? like you said we, we've been we've been rambling let's get on to the main uh, the main right. topic the, the the main show if you will oh i will some uh, gladiators yeah we're talking about uh i believe we're gonna say her name griselle griselle's Aaron i uh they are daughters of cain uh and they are coming to uh, battle beneath the Narwood to worship the bloody-handed god. Um, that is that is what's up with them. It's a five-fighter warband. Uh, yep. We're going to cover a number of things. We kind of do our traditional thing where we go through the cards. We did get uh, some play experience with them. We'll talk a little bit. That's informed some of those. Um, do you do you remember what your first impression of them was when you when you saw them? I do. If you, um, you want to kind of summarize it in just a couple sentences, and then we'll kind of talk after about what our experience with them, how that has shifted. Yeah. So when I, so a lot of the times when we get these cards and I do the the reviews, I I sort of form opinions one card at a time, mm-hmm. which I've realized in doing our reviews in the past is that like. <laughs> that tends to mean that I need to go back through at the yeah. end and then like yeah. re-review after I've read everything. <laughs> so this time I was like, all right, let's read all the cards first <laughs> and make yeah. sure we understand how the deck's supposed to work. Yeah. Um, and the general I- idea that I got was that like, okay, this is going to be a hyper aggressive warband, yeah. very fast. And like, they're, they're kind of just going to be Mad Max style, like powered, like full pedal to the metal, uh defense is somewhat secondary like they just want to get in and get damage down and they don't yeah. really care how it has to happen um yeah. and i figured from a lot of their cards and we'll get into this in a little bit is that they really like to be able to take advantage of combo mm. um and so that it's like they like to stack a lot of the cards um mm. to sort of have this built up advantage but um that that means that they are going to need a little bit of work to get started. Sure. Um, I was also thinking that despite their very low wound count, so they have this ability called acrobatic, and we might as well just mention it since I'm talking just about their survivability. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just like the Nurgle ability, except that it tr- triggers on a dodge roll instead of on a shield. Mm-hmm. So anytime in, in their defense roll that they roll a, a dodge, they will reduce the damage dealt by one to a minimum of one. Yeah. So my thinking was, well, with that ability 
despite the fact that four of the five fighters have two wounds, they're probably going to be slightly more survivable than that. They'll probably play like they have three wounds. Mm. Um, and so that's sort of what I was expecting yeah. uh, after first reading through the deck. Um, I mean, it, it is worth uh, like it's that it's that worm's back conundrum where you're like, I should probably attack these guys with like one more damage than I need just in case they yeah, roll that just in case that shield. Um, so that's fair. That that is uh, mitigated yeah. somewhat in a in a ping heavy environment, but uh, I mean, making yes. people spend the resources is making them spend the resources. So it's, absolutely. It's so uh, I think my first impression was was very similar. I was like. There is nothing about this warband that doesn't look aggro. Like, yeah, their objectives, their upgrades, and their gambits are are pretty much all that way. Um, which was, I don't know, I don't want to say surprising, but uh, you know, some other warbands that you might have expected to be like one hundred percent aggro. Uh, I, you know, even I think even Gorchos and care a little bit about like positioning, like being in the middle oh, of yeah. the board sort of thing. Gorchos uh, do a lot. These these ones these ones uh, are like the only positioning stuff is like are you in enemy territory or like are you <laughs> are, you, are standing you next, next to, to people enemy? or next to wounded <laughs> people uh, so there, there's a little bit of positioning there but it's it's like aggro positioning uh, in a way that you know the we'll talk more about this later but in the way that like the blade coven which is an obvious like point of reference uh, they had a number of things that cared about standing on objectives or killing people on objectives or some such. So, yeah, but uh, I think I want to wait a little bit more on that comparison until later. So uh, Phil, you kind of already hit the acrobatic um, ability uh, that is central to all of their cards. Uh, Why don't you kick us off with uh, Griselle herself? Sure. So Griselle's the leader. Um, She's the only fighter with a keyword. She has the priest keyword. Mm. Um, doesn't actually show up on any of the cards, so don't get too excited. None of their <laughs> action cards, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing in the deck cares about that keyword. And to be fair, very few universals care yeah, about it. Almost none. So the I door mean, remains open, at least. Yeah, door, door is definitely still open. Priest could become more of a thing. But as of right now, not really. Um, she has a pretty good... Um, I wouldn't say great, but like pretty stout uh, stat line for a leader model. It's four move, two dodge, and four wounds. So yeah. she's not shifting probably anytime immediately in, mm-hmm. uh, in the game. And uh, four speed is respectable. You're not like crazy fast, but that's, you know, that's faster uh, yeah. for, you know, you're not, you're not having to worry about getting where you want to go. Yeah. Um, and then she's got the Artist's Blades, which is a one range, three fury, two damage uh, attack with combo and Grievous one. Um, so, you know, with that three fury, there is a n- roughly 50% chance that you're going to be able to spike to three damage, which is mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, and then she'll inspire off of crits mm-hmm. uh, or... And, and this is sort of a, a trope with the entire warband is that they have this sort of dual inspire mechanic, which is similar to the blade coven, except yep. that the blade covens were all the same two conditions. Um, here it's third round, everyone inspires or you do their other thing and they're all different. So you yeah. have to kind of track what is who's doing what when yeah, because um, you can kind of easily forget what, so, uh, what does she get out of her inspire? Yeah, and so when she's inspired, she becomes extremely accurate. She goes up to three smash, um, and she gets one extra movement. So 
not the most important fighter to inspire in the warband, although I would never be too upset about having a three smash attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the only other thing I'd mention about her is that uh, with four wounds, her two dodge uh, is her two dodge defense is, is uh, becomes more important because it's more likely that you're going to have to hit her more than once. It's more likely that acrobatics going to kick in at some point. Yep. Um, and so the, those defensive tricks and defensive profiles get better, the, the higher wounds you are. And so she, yeah. she takes advantage of those better than most of the rest. Yeah. I think, um, you know, she's probably doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the war mm-hmm. band would be my sort of first impression. And, sure. um, that should help her to do so um, just because everybody's going to have to do that much more work. Yeah. Uh, next, we've got Calexis, the Silvered Blur. And uh, this is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say she's the weirdest fighter in oh, here. Yeah. Um, Very she, she <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, starts with five move, which is super cool. Uh, I got to pull off a, a pretty long charge move uh, in the first round of our game. Uh, I'm not sure if it took you by surprise or not, but um, I I have not often played as uh, any of the Skaven warbands. So right. having having a move five fighter right in the first uh, first round of the game was kind of a novelty to me, and I was yeah, I probably surprised me more than it surprised you that I could get <laughs> that far into into territory. So it, it felt pretty good. Uh, but yes, uh, five move two dodge, which is by and large, everything we see in this warband. Also two wounds, which unfortunately is by and large what we see in this warband. And then this weird attack. So it starts out uh, like just the raw stats are awful. Uh, range one, two fury, one damage. Uh, it does have combo. And then it has the blur ability. Uh, and of course, she also has acrobatic. Uh, the blur ability says after this fighter's attack roll, roll one attack dice for each success you rolled including critical successes and add these dice to the roll. So what this means is that, uh, if you don't give her any help and she rolls, you know, like a crit and a sword, then she gets to roll two more dice and add those in. So, uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. Cause, uh, the backside of her card, she, she, her inspiration is if she ever rolls four or more dice attack dice in a single roll. Uh, so blur can help there. Uh, unassisted, she's very unlikely to ever hit that, right? Like, yeah, almost never. Yeah, it's it's mathematically really unlikely. Um, I think it's well, not really. You, you, it's it's like a one in nine that she just naturally do it if she doesn't have any support or any extra dice to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that gets rapidly, rapidly gets a lot easier if you ever give her any help with that. So, uh, as soon as she gets even one more dice uh, on her attack roll, that's actually fairly likely to happen. Because then all she needs is one mm-hmm. success in that yeah. dice roll, and then she's flying, and she gets some good stuff out of Inspire. She her she becomes more accurate, jumps to three fury, uh, and that's more than just jumping to three fury. Because now all of a sudden she's rolling three dice baseline plus adding anything she gets from Blur. Um, yeah. So, so every time you add a dice to her, it's kind of adding like one and a half dice ish would be my rough. You know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty fair napkin math way of saying that yeah super super fudged but uh and then a point of damage which uh is is pretty crucial for this warband and then all the way up to six move which is uh almost more than you need you know yeah that's a a lot yeah i mean that's that's as fast as the fastest fighters in the entire game so yeah if you're getting where you need to go at six (laughs) yeah uh but at this base at this base um 
profile, uh, she obviously she's it's very hard to inspire her without help. So you, you got to find her some card help. Uh, the other possibility is if you can stack supports, uh, yeah. where all of a sudden her her dice faces are much more likely to show successes. Um, or do both of those things and get her inspired, <laughs> make her more relevant. Yeah, um, I guess the the other way is you just give her like uh, the cursed boarding pike or something, and then oh yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you just don't care about blur then, but still, I, yeah. you know, you just roll four dice straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's Calexis there. Uh, also, my favorite model in the in the warband. There's some cool ones, but she is like so low to the ground and full out sprint. It's very cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all these different fighters all sort of do. I mean, we've said it a couple of times, but they're really leaning into the like gladiator thing mm-hmm. um, in that, you know, in, in gladiatorial combat, they would intentionally be like, OK, everybody's going to be equipped differently because that's part of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these different strengths and weaknesses that are forced by the equipment. And so all of these fighters all have different equipment. And some of it is like similar to what you would see in some like old Roman, um, you know, depictions of like, this is how they would equip these types of gladiators, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but in her case, like she actually has like armor that's bladed, Mm. uh, which is pretty crazy. I don't, I don't know what (laughs) she's supposed to be doing with that. That is not (laughs) very, uh, Roman, but that is definitely something that feels very like, pit fighter like i'm just gonna jump on you and cut you to pieces (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh well speaking of gladiators here's one that i think a lot of people recognize what can you tell us about retaria the entangler yeah well uh if you couldn't guess she she's got a net um which i think people are familiar with that uh sort of trident net uh style of here's here's a historical note for people uh retarius was a specific kind of gladiator that fought with uh, a, they were in this sort of styled as a fisherman. So they got a trident and uh, a net, a weighted yeah. net. So a yeah. uh, little, little nod there. She does not have a trident. She just goes for the no. spear. That's just fine. Just regular spear. It's yeah. good. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but yeah, she, she's sort of your sec. I don't know that she's actually the second in command. I didn't pay super close attention to that kind of stuff in the story card, but um she is definitely the second best fighter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, she is four move, two dodge, two wounds, which uh, I guess we could say at this point is going to be the case for everyone except for one more fighter. So we can just say it has the standard base stats. But her weapon, uh, reach two, two smash, two damage. Two damage is important because nobody else except for Griselle starts with two damage. Yeah. So you, you got to care about that. Um and uh, she's got combo because everyone's got combo as well. Um, and she's got stagger base at range two. Mm, yeah. And uh, so I think with this warband, when you're wanting to be able to sort of guarantee your hits, you've got these low damage. So you're sort of like low quality, but high volume of attacks with combo. Stagger yeah. is sort of like the perfect mechanic to try yeah, and help big deal. leverage that to get that extra reroll. So yeah, two range, two smash, two damage. I'd, I'd, that on its own, I would be I'd be happy to see that on one of my uh, line fighters like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just throwing stagger in the mix is uh, nifty. Yeah, 
absolutely. And then she's got a uh, one special ability. It's called Vault. Um, so when she makes charge super actions, she's considered to have the flying trait. So she can f- jump over people while she is charging, which can help her get into position a little bit better than uh, the other fighters. But they're also fast. Uh, mm. I, I do question how important this is. But against like the zombies, oh yeah, for they- instance... Flying and range to attack means that uh, Dintelos is really kind of sweating bullets wherever he's at. Yeah, he's not happy about that at all. Um, yeah, and so then her Inspire uh, actually pairs with her weapon and that she needs to stagger an enemy fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, on first read, I thought, oh, that, that should be easy enough. Um, has the downside though of if you kill the fighter that you are targeting you will not inspire because mm. uh, you can't stagger somebody who didn't survive yeah. so a little less good than i thought but yeah um still one of the more reliable inspires i think yeah and on inspire uh similar to Grisel, she she does not gain quite as much as some of the other fighters she goes up to speed five uh and she has smash uh, for three instead of two. Um, one thing I'm just realizing as we're looking at these cards Me right too. now. I know, I know what you're about to say. <laughs> go for it. She, she loses her vault ability. Oh, my because, God. Where'd it go? Because now she just always has the flying trait. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> cool. I, I can't imagine that's too big of a difference. It just means now you can move and fly instead of charge and fly. But that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess there's probably some corner case like card effects upgrades or gambits that um uh yeah there's there's a few but i think the only ones i can think of off the top of my head like you need to have flying and be a companion or something to really gain a lot of benefit fair enough Um, so i don't know but (laughs) it's cool that she has that as a thing like it's just hey there's there's another fighter who's doing something different yeah um, overall, I think this is my favorite fighter in the warband. Um, I think her styling is really cool. The models are all very dynamic. Yeah. Um, she's got this cool arching leap to her. Like it's really, yeah. really rad. Yeah. Like very, very cool. Lots of, uh, you didn't touch on it. You built the models for us to play with and, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these poses are really great, but, uh, what, what was your experience in actually putting them together? It, this might've been the hardest, uh, underworld's war band I've ever put together. Uh, they, it, I think it's a function of the very dynamic poses and the very slender limbs, uh, means that there were, there were certain ones where I had to, you know, when you are building this war band, uh, make sure you dry fit multiple times. Uh, make sure you get everything lined up and you're going to want to take a look at multiple image angles. So I would look at kind of the, uh, the actual assembly instructions and be like, I can't quite figure out like what angle this arm or this shield or whatever is supposed to be at. Uh, and then, uh, then I'd, I'd go and take another look at like the, you know, the sort of, uh, album cover, you know, pose of all the models together and to get it just to get a different angle, be like, okay, like that, that arm is supposed to be straight up or just totally horizontal or something and come back and, and get it. Um, yeah. So, uh, very challenging, but very, very awesome. I, I like the figures a lot. Yeah. They're very cool. Uh, another coolly posed fighter, uh, th- th- Yeah. 
I, I can't the, quite decide how this should be pronounced. If it's the Triala like, from Maniala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, what about her? What is she doing? Uh, this is the one that is carrying a whip and a spiked buckler. Uh, and I am going to try to pull off the top of my head. Uh, let them don't kill me if I get this wrong. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's very similar to the Morgwaith fighter. It's, I'm going to say it's Camus. Camus is the whip fighter in that warband. Yes. Um, who also has a bladed buckler and whip. Uh, this is the only fighter in the warband that uh, starts out with a, a weapon that can react to her combo ability. So her whip is uh, range two, three fury, only one damage. Um, and then that has combo and they can react with the bladed buckler, which is range one, one smash, one damage. Uh, it has a follow-up keyword on it, but that just means that it can react. Um, I don't know if that's a templating thing where they need to have that on there um, to to be able to point you in the right direction. But Yeah, I, I did actually go back and look because I was curious if this had ever shown up before. Um, and, and I think this might be a new templating thing that they're probably going to use going forward because mm. all the old combo stuff didn't have any keywords to it at all. It would just be a weapon and then it would have a reaction that just said, after a combo attack that hit, you can make mm. this attack action. Um, important distinction here, all of these follow-up attacks in this warband say... Um, reaction after the fighter's attack action with combo, but it does not say anything about success. Yeah, big deal. Yeah. Um, so Triala, I, I'd be interested, you know, um, if Camus would would trade for this. So Camus uh, actually has one more point of damage on her whip right to start out. Yeah. Uh, which actually would be pretty nice, but Camus starts with only the one dodge. Triala's got two, so. Um, <laughs> trades, trades, yeah. trades happen. Not, not all, not all whip wielding witch elves are the same. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, Driala actually has one of the, in my opinion, one of the better inspire conditions in the warband in that, uh, all she has to do is make an attack action as a reaction. Um, now 95% of the time, you're probably going to do this with a bladed buckler. Um, but you could do it with a different combo weapon if you put that upgrade on. Yep. Uh, you could do it uh, with the opportunistic reprisal if you were, you know, running with uh, the fearsome fortress deck where you reacted as an attack. So, um, the, in in the few other ways where you can make a reaction attack, you you may find a different way. But again, it's right there on her card. She can do it that way. For Inspire, she does get one extra point of damage on the whip and one extra point of movement. Yeah. And that is uh, that is pretty much it. But that point of damage is uh, pretty nifty. So Yeah. Yeah. And and having that free extra attack, um, well, despite the range difference, which kind of can be a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Um I mean you're not going to hit with it very often, but it's essentially just a free extra point of damage. So like it's never a bad thing to have. And so mm -hmm. she's always threatening three once she's inspired, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and you know, this, this sort of thing, we'll, we'll talk more about the combo mechanic as we get into some of the other cards, but, um, it's the, you have a little bit of the, uh, 
uh, snarl fangs, rip his snarl fangs effect where you're like, you know, say you're going in on somebody like, I really only have to do one damage to this fighter. Uh, it's really nice that I've got two tries at it. You yeah. Know? So, um, that's, that's a spot where this multiple attack things shines, uh, more than stacking all your damage behind a single attack. Uh, and that leaves just, uh, the, uh, I want to say kind of a little bit bewildering Traxia. What, yeah. what do we know about Traxia here? Well, she, uh, forgot the team memo. Um, <laughs> so she showed up to work with a big shield and a sword. Um, everybody else is dancing around with their knives and yeah. uh, dodging attacks. She's just like, Oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to stand here and take it. Uh, which is a terrible idea because she's speed four, one block, two wounds. Yikes. Yeah. Um, not what you want to see. Yeah. But she's also the most accurate fighter out of the gate, which is yeah. pretty cool. She's got uh, range one, three smash, one damage mm-hmm. combo attack. Um, so, I mean, you don't love it, but it's it's almost guaranteed to hit in the early parts of the game. So, I guess if you just need to put a damage on somebody, she's she's your she's your fighter. Yep, exactly <laughs> what I needed her for. Yeah. Um, what? Um, <laughs> she has another ability on her card. She does. So this is, um, this is their new crit templating. So she's got this crit ability, and uh, it looks very strange on the card because it doesn't actually read like a reaction but it technically is um it's just saving some words and this is actually something that's new in the gnarlwood rulebook but we had kind of forgotten about it when we were reviewing the cards and it's like oh this looks weird um but it's in there and it specifies the timing for when these crit abilities trigger during rolls so it is all very well spelled out And, uh, so the way it works is that if she rolls this crit on defense, um, she will deal one damage to an attack, uh, one damage to an adjacent attacking, uh, an adjacent attacker targeting this fighter. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen this on a couple of different, or maybe it's just one power card where it's like, if you roll a crit in your defense, you can deal two damage to your attacker. Yeah. Um, and she basically has the same thing, but on one block, you can't really rely on this. You got a one in six chance and you better yeah. hope that you survive <laughs> uh, when you roll that crit. Cause otherwise it doesn't it feels a little silly. Cause it's like, Oh, I, I got one damage, I guess. <laughs> um, and because she has this ability, of course they tied her inspiration to it as well. Yeah. She uses a crit ability. She will inspire honestly so, that feels like the roughest part of it for me it, it is, is that she quite, has to roll a crit on defense that's one of the most restrictive inspires i've ever seen it's pretty bad um now of course you could give her a different crit ability and she could still trigger off of it um but innately in the warband there's one way to do that you can give her her grievous mm. um mm. i guess i didn't think about that but uh, it's still not great. I mean, it's, it's essentially still saying roll a crit in an attack or a defense at that point. Yeah. Um, and at base, it's specifically roll a crit in defense, which, yeah. and that's not something you want to be relying on. So, yeah. uh, definitely the hardest fighter to inspire. I think, yeah. um, she, she actually does similar to, um, some of the other fighters where she gets the damage and the speed bump 
from yeah. the Inspire, which is pretty nice because then she's at three smash and two damage. Um, and her her crit reaction, if you are relying on getting that, does go up to two damage. Right. Um, and maybe that's enough of a deterrent that your opponent looks at it and is just like, I can't risk you like lucking into killing my fighter. Yeah, yeah. I uh, We'll talk more about deck building, but if you find a way to get an extra defense die on her, that gets much scarier, I think. Uh, I also she can she can she's more likely to survive attacks like the it the chance of your upside versus your downside really kind of shifts when that yeah happens. if only she was a brawler <laughs> yeah. uh, oh well <laughs> uh so that is the fighter overview uh we are going to talk uh, a little more about like kind of big picture stuff uh, at the end. Um, but did you have any other thoughts about, uh, the fighters as a, in general, before we kind of hit our, our, uh, highlights for objectives? No, I don't think so. I mean, they're, like we said, very aggressive. They, what they want to do seems very obvious when you look at Mm -hmm. the fighters, it's like, get in the, get into the mix things and land a bunch of small hits, which is, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can appreciate being that they want to have the different warbands feel unique. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, let's talk objectives. So as we, our usual disclaimer on this section is we will cover the ones that are most interesting to us. Uh, and interesting mean, doesn't necessarily mean good or great. It just means we think they're conversation worthy for one reason or another, uh, yeah. maybe because they are fatally flawed in a particular way that we think is worth talking about or uh because we're excited to use it could be could be any of those yeah. uh so we'll do a little bit of back and forth phil do you have one you want to talk about right out of the gate well there's one that i would perhaps quantify as the elephant in the room uh in okay. that it is their their big you know eye-catching three glory end phase uh, yeah. card <laughs> and it's like oh man yeah you gotta run that right but I think we should probably break this down. It, sure. it is it is worth discussion. It may be worth playing, but I think it's it, it's not it's not an auto include despite having the big three at the bottom. Mm. Um, so this is in praise of Kane, and you can score this in an end phase if each surviving fighter has one or more charge counters and or one or more wound counters. So mm. very very important word that is not there. It is. Each surviving fighter, not each friendly fighter, not each enemy yeah. fighter. It is all fighters. So yeah. the trick with these, all of these end phases that say do a thing if all fighters on the battlefield have done a thing, is that your opponent <laughs> can very easily just say, I'm not going to charge one of my fighters. Right. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have to work very hard to figure out how you're going to make this happen. Right. Play a point of damage or kill that one. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and there are certain warbands that really make this hard. Uh, Hexbane jumps to mind. Hexbane. Dogs who very yeah. rarely charge. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, the uh, Soul Raid. The Soul, fish. Fish Soul is a real, <laughs> real douche there because it's uh, not only will it... <laughs> Not only will it not ever charge, but uh, it's never going to have just it's never going to have any wound counters on it. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it's going to keep coming back. So the soul raid they don't make this impossible because you you can kill the fish if you time the kill correctly. They just make it oh, extraordinarily man. difficult. You'd have to do it like 
what final activation of the round killing the fish like yeah you you can sometimes kill the fish at, at, like you just have to get the uh that's true um the shoal counter has to be out you could kill the fish and then cover the shoal counter there's some there's some ways to uh, yeah. do this but it's it's putting a huge amount of work in yeah to, because yeah. of the fish now sometimes a soul raid you know they might be out of fighters. I, I I played some soul raid games where I'm down to just like one fighter in the fish. And so if yes. that one fighter is charged and isolated, then maybe, maybe you can't afford to like yeah, focus on the fish. Focus. Yep. As I, ridiculous as that sounds. Eh, sometimes it happens, but, uh, so I guess the, the main thing, uh, for me, I was reading this. It was like, this feels like a card that's going to trap people. Um, mm they're going to think, Oh, I I'll definitely play this. And then they'll realize mid game, like, Oh no, it doesn't work the way I want it to. <laughs> um, and so I think it's just important to highlight that and just say like, Hey, if you are going to use this, you know, do so with caution and make sure you've got the right tech to play yep. into it. Um, similar to rivers of blood. Um, and there's another one in drum where you're trying to wound every fighter um and it is surprisingly difficult (laughs) uh there's a few power cards that can help with that the prevalence of ping certainly makes it easier but i would not say that it is simple by any means um you know maybe they'll revive shard gale and it'll become simple again but i would be surprised (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah But that, uh, is, uh, that's, that is the that's one. That one. Yeah. What, uh, uh, I'll, I'll go with another end phase. Uh, this is Harkuron Hurricane, which I think uh, we're obligated to pronounce as if we were the Scorpions. Like, Harkuron Hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is a uh, two-glory hybrid end phase. Three or more friendly fighters are in enemy territory or each surviving friendly fighter is inspired. Uh, that becomes an auto score in round three because you will yeah. inspire everybody. Um, a two glory third end phase on its own is probably not worth it. Um, although auto score, unless you are wiped out is pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Um, this feels scorable round one or round. Well, gosh, I mean, even round two, it's the thing is like, what does two dodge do for you, right? Yeah. Is is two dodge enough to see you through? Uh, we've all played enough. Well, many of us have played enough games against um, against other two dodge warbands. Mostly thinking of more in flight here, where like, man, I just can't land a hit. They keep on digging a crit out of their two dice defense rolls, and it is exasperating. Uh, so I I do actually like this, and because of the Darth of uh, two glory end phases out there um i think this finds its way into a lot of our Aaron I decks yeah for sure and i think especially in nemesis mm. oh yeah. um yeah. In, in nemesis where you're like uh, your end phase options are pretty bad <laughs> yeah. uh, to be perfectly honest yeah. uh, having something that's almost you know guaranteed in round three i think feels pretty good yeah uh what do you got yeah so let's it's, so there's there's two surges that I think are both worth highlighting because these are going to kind of be the things that kickstart the warband, I think. Um, yep. In that you really kind of need one or maybe even both of these. So maybe you mulligan pretty hard to find one. Um, Particularly in, um, in Rivals or Nemesis play. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think... 
I don't know. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, good options in championship, but these are both quite simple even yeah. there. So, I, um, but I'll start with Storm of Blades. Um, so this one is a surge that you can score for making your warband's fourth or subsequent attack in the same phase. So normally that would sort of read as make like four charges or something, mm. but all of your fighters have combo and your upgrade deck has access to uh, weapons that can uh, be used as reaction attacks from combo. So this could mean you've made as few as two charges hmm. and you've managed to pick up a surge. And it doesn't care about hitting with the attacks at all. Um, this is not uh, let the blood flow. You do not need to make three successful attacks. You just right. make four attacks. So... Um, very reliable you just need to have enough war uh, fighters left in the warband to make all those attacks and yeah. uh, you know if you're getting this in round one it should be pretty automatic yeah unless you've been long unless somebody's playing very defensively um i have had a yeah. few hexbane's got uh uh not proof of guilt um shoot i'm gonna get I'm going to lynch by the hex heads out there for uh, <laughs> getting this one. Um, yeah, the they, they're, they've got the same sort of deal. They make a certain number of attacks. Yeah, due process. Due, due process. process. I got there. I was about to look it up and came to me. Uh, due process, uh, that has the out of, did I just get two successful ones? So that can score pretty early in the round. Yeah. Um, but even that, I've, I've had to occasionally play suboptimally if somebody was hanging back. And they've got access to range three. I will say though, range two does make this easier in later rounds. Um, sure does. You know, if you've got if you've got a fighter that can take some attacks before she's got to go charging somewhere, because um, that is a way that this can get hard. Is if you had to charge every time, then as soon as you had less than four fighters, you might be in trouble. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I just like that they've got this surge that doesn't have any sort of success clauses to it. So it's just like. Yeah. No dice needed, no, no success. Just, just, just do uh, the thing that you're going to do, and hopefully you have enough actions for this to score. Yeah. And it's a nice seed glory. Yeah. Um, I think the partner to that, the one you were going to reference, is probably Ritual Performance. Yep. Um, this is a surge hybrid. Score this immediately after a friendly fighter's attack action. If that attack action resulted in a critical hit, or that attack action dealt precisely enough damage to take the target out of action. We've seen this once before in uh, Velmorn. Um, yeah, maybe more, more than that, but that's, that's the one that springs to mind for me. Uh, and it's pretty nice that, uh, you, you have, it ex has existed in the past as only half of that. There was, uh, there used to be a surge that was for killing exactly precise use of force and that that's a fair amount of use. Yeah. Um, so, and I think a lot of times you will end up killing things exactly with that clause, right? Because, uh, I think a lot of times you will, like okay, I've I've left this fighter on one. Now one of my many one damage attacks has to go, you know, finish yeah. it off. But uh, but by having that first half of the clause, then you are not disincentivized from using an attack that has grievous, which is nice. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple that reference flourishes, but I actually want to save discussion on those until we get to the flourish gambits themselves. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. They have, uh, they have very little in the way of uh positioning ones I, I did mention the one that was uh was the not 
hark here on hurricane talked about half of that is like have three fighters in enemy territory. Um, there is one that is blood on the sands. This is one glory end phase, uh, scores in end phase of one or more fi- friendly fighters are within one hex of one or more enemy fighters with one or more wound counters. That is doable. It just feels like, a, Oh, also, and not in your territory. Yeah. That's uh, the kicker. Yeah. Like I, I feel like you, you could have left one of those clauses out for, for a one glory end phase. Like you could have had it be in any territory or you could have had it be, that they don't have to have a wound counter, you know, like, yeah. and then it would still feel okay. It, it was a little, I think I saw it and dismissed it. it. It did feel a little easier to get than I, than I initially thought, but it had, it should be really easy and reliable for a one glory end phase. And it's not that, I think I mentioned that I feel like as it's written, it's like a 1.5. Um, glory. Yeah. You kind of wish that it would give a little bit more, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you could have done it as a, a two glory, but then your fighter that is in that position takes one damage, which might be terrifying in a warband with such low wound fighters. But yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. scary. <laughs> uh, guess, anything? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking like the other way that we've been seeing some things recently, and actually in this in this power deck too, is getting spent glory. So if oh, they wanted to yeah. add a secondary clause onto here that was like. It's normally one, but if you do it a little better, you can get an extra spent glory. Sure. But sure, sure. That's not how it was designed. So we don't need to (laughs) live in magical Christmas land. (laughs) Uh, What about you? Anything else you want to cover in here? You know, there's, there's a number of other like playables, but like nothing that's like super great that I'm reaching for all the time. Yeah. Um, So honestly, probably not. Um, we'll have all of the cards and our thoughts on them in detail up on the blog as well. So if there's any of these cards that you're like, we would really like to know what you thought of this one, it'll be up there. Dear idiots. Why didn't you talk about, (laughs) how did you not catch this? Uh, well we do our best with our monkey (laughs) brains, but sometimes we miss things. (laughs) Uh, all right. Well, it sounds like we're on to gambits. Yeah. Uh, and we've already talked about the elephant in the room. So maybe this is the hippopotamus in the room. Sure. What, we're we're going to talk flourishes here. I'd yeah. like to talk to them right off the bat. So, uh, if you are, if you are unpackaging this product and flipping through the deck, you will have seen two surge objectives that reference flourishes. Uh, and these, I think one of them is, uh, if two flourishes are persisting and you get a successful attack action and the other is, uh, these are both one glory surges and the other is uh uh if there is one flourish existing and you take an enemy fighter out of action with an attack action and uh you would understandably say what is a flourish well there are uh five flourishes they are gambits that persist they all persist until a successful attack action has been made or until the end of the round there's a little way to fudge that later um and they all have some benefit and uh, and also a drawback, except for, uh, yeah, actually they do all, they have, a drawback, all have a drawback, so. just a varying degrees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, it's tough because, uh, well, yeah. So, uh, the, the bonuses are, there's one that, um, gives you plus one attack dice, uh, but you, the, the penalty is minus one defense dice. Uh, there's one that is, if you're attacking somebody who is unwounded, your attack characteristic becomes crit instead of smash or fury. 
I mean, yikes. it's only crits or yikes, so better attack something <laughs> wounded. But it does give you Grievous. Um, uh, there is one that is just straight up plus one damage, but the downside is that if you miss, you take one damage. Uh, there is one that gives you flying uh, while charging, but says that the only way you can attack is if you charge. And I think the last one is, oh, it gives you uh, all your attacks. Your range one attack actions no longer have combo, uh, but your range one attack actions have scything. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we talk too much more about this, do you have a favorite of these? Uh, you know, it's tough. I think for this warband specifically, I think Fatal Flourish, which is the plus one damage, but take a damage when you miss one yeah. is probably my favorite because the the thing that the warband dramatically needs more of is damage mm. um mm-hmm. almost all the fighters are base one and the highest damage base is two with grievous so like sure. there's just going to be times where you're facing down drum and you're like okay <laughs> i've got to kill <laughs> a four a five and a maybe six wound fighter yeah with one and they get resources every time I hit them. I don't yeah. want to hit them six times. Yeah, yeah. So um, I do like this. Um, you know, it's nice. So the thing, the thing that I thought of when I read these was like, you know, it's nice that they all have combo in that you get multiple chances at taking advantage of this when you use the card. Right. But then that comes back to the thing that I was talking about earlier where you're having to stack these resources to kind of juice these fighters when you try to go in with them. Mm-hmm. And the problem with wanting to do that is that you're kind of like, it's the glass cannon effect, right? You're it's all in right now. And if yeah. it doesn't work, then you're kind of sunk. Cause all of a sudden, if you did miss your fighters, probably in a bad position and you now have this negative effect from this flourish. So yeah, curiously, like some of them, I mean, some of them, the negative effect doesn't have a defensive thing. Uh, Fatal flourish and uh, daring flourish. The uh, the dice one that reduces your defense and fatal flourish, the one that damages you. Those you're really paying a price for. Yeah. Uh, but unlike other sort of gambit speed, so the thing is like the upside on all these kind of exists in other gambits like if you really it want does. to have a scything attack uh and you're in championship play uh well then maybe you uh scoop up uh what do i think of not mighty, mighty swing mighty swing you maybe scoop up mighty swing um but the difference here is that if i come in and we've all done it before we run into a crowd and you scything and you miss everybody like, oh man uh this says, well, like, hey, you you missed everything. It's still out there. You still got a chance to to try this again. Yep. Um, uh, in some cases, that that is good. You know, like, okay, well, I, I you know, because think of it this way: like, you said you like Fatal Flourish, um, plus one damage. That card, unless you miss all your all your the rest of your attacks for the round, you will get an extra point of damage in there somewhere. Now, mm-hmm. if you miss all the rest of the attacks for your round, or yeah. a lot of them, you Probably just dead. put a whole lot of damage <laughs> on your warband. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I I like spinning flourish. I, I like access to some surprise scything. Um, yep, I, I think that's pretty rad. Um, daring flourish is real scary with the the plus one dice and then lose some defense because you're really relying on defense. Ooh, on, yeah, on those. But <laughs> uh, uh, but 
you know, I, I, we talked about it like, um, the, uh, what's the, the blur, uh, Calexis, the silver blur. Yeah. Like getting one more dice on her. If you have that at the right time, like, well, okay. Calexis is probably, you know, getting inspired this time, which is absolutely. Uh, so here's, here's the thing. All these, all these benefits are relatively modest. There's, there's no benefit in here. Like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that's available at Gambit (laughs) speed, right? Like, because almost all these have existed somewhere, maybe not as a universal, most of them even as a universal, well, maybe not true. So, but like, you know, the determined efforts and the mighty swings, like, um, the persisting is, is good and bad. Um, the, do you what do you think of comboing it with the the two objectives that we mentioned the the surges that uh, trigger off this and this is uh, lethal spectacle and grandstand yeah this is lethal spectacle and grandstand are the are the two that uh, need need flourishes to to land yeah um, you know I I don't mind one of them. Either one, honestly. I mean, I don't love having to have two power cards in play to score a card. I, I think that's probably weaker of the two. Yeah. Um, although it doesn't have to be a kill, so that's always an upside. Yeah. Um, but I really don't like the deck having both. Yeah. Um, the reason being is that if you happen to have them both and you have one of them in your hand and one of them in your deck and you are holding one or two flourishes in your hand and you score one of them, you'd better hope you don't draw into the next one immediately because <laughs> you won't be able to score it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just this, this weird math of like, oh, with only five, what are my odds that I'm going to have one? And it's like, oh, it's pretty unlikely actually that you're going to see more than one in a hand. And then if you do, you'd better hope you've got that have two in play when you make your attack because otherwise it's probably not coming up because you kind of need you know in the rivals deck anyway you're gonna need to rely on these they're half your gambits like they are what's driving the warband so it's just kind of weird that they're like oh this thing that always goes away after you succeeded on an attack is going to trigger for two of your surges yeah, I will say honestly, I, I was surprised that they had as many as five. Like, I, I, I feel like True. in in earlier seasons they would have not recognized how many of these flourishes you would want to have in here to be able to trigger those surges. Um, and so I think five is just barely enough to like make them doable. In 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 the game that we practiced, I did end up with some tough order on this because uh, it's not just it's not just do I have the two do I have the one or uh, God forbid two in hand uh, <laughs> to do something with it. it's do I want to use them right now right like yeah you don't want to I want to score them. the surge because like with surges you want to score them so you can see another card and if they're earlier in the round you do it the the uh, better a chance you have to plan for the other or if you draw into another you know a, a surge that's dice dependent the more chances you have to roll dice on that uh, and so not only do those surge objectives require you to have flourishes one or two flourishes in hand but they require to use them and you may not be you know like if i've got spinning flourish in hand which is the scything one but no viable like i it happened with uh with us you're you're running the uh, star blood stalkers and i was like i don't actually have a spot where i can 
right off the, I don't, I don't have a good spot to do this, to, to take a scything attack right now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm reluctant to just use it on the chance that it'll score the objective. And so I, I kind of had to wait till the board shifted a little bit and, and, and all that. So, uh, there's that push pull on top of everything else that, uh, makes it challenging. Yeah. Uh, very thematic, I will say. Yeah. They they yeah, yeah. For sure. sold out on the theme and I yeah. I can I can appreciate that. I don't know that yeah. it's necessarily the right choice, but I can appreciate it. Yeah. Uh there there are two other cards that interact with it. One of them is a gambit, which is a is glory reward. So there's another glory. Um this is a, a, a gambit that you react to gain a spent glory point if you succeeded in an attack action while a flourish was persisting. Um that's kind of cool. It, it sometimes sucks to draw a power card like that. We're like, this power card does nothing unless I have this other kind of power card in my hand and yeah. succeed at an attack roll at the right time. But uh, being able to get glory out of your power deck can help unlock something like great gains in championship play. So uh, maybe, but I... I uh, I don't know that sure. you see it in yep. champs just because yep. you'd have to sell too hard into flourishes. Yeah. The way I was thinking about it when I read it is it was like, this is just an objective. This is just a search. <laughs> it just doesn't give you glory you can spend. Yeah. And sure, it's it, really easy, yeah. but like, yeah, it's maybe don't want to do that because it's leaving you with effectively nine ploys. Right. Um. The only other one I wanted to mention is an upgrade. We'll jump ahead just for this because we're in our flourish conversation here. Yeah. Is uh, Mistress of the Bladestorm. Uh, this is a card that I really am happy to talk about. I don't know if it's good, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I like what it's doing. So this is restricted to Griselle herself. Uh, your Warband's persisting flourish gambits are not discarded at the end of the phase, and at the start of the round, add up to two flourish gambits from your power discard pile to your hand. Uh, so this is a way to really kind of tweak those numbers. So I'm, I'm going to talk the plus sides of it. Uh, you can you can kind of uh, tweak the numbers. So if you have like a, a gambit that, you, you know, so let's say you had a flourish at the end of the round, like I didn't find a good time to use this, uh, but I want to be able to play it so that I've got some persisting. Maybe I'll draw into one of those surges that need it, or maybe I just want to be able to have support. It's one of the rare ways to have uh, gambit support if you take the first activation in, in the next round. So, you know, say you say like, man, I really want the first activation. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of going all in. So I will, I will play. I mean, let's set aside the, the plus one dice one. Let's play the plus one damage one. Uh, there's no downside to playing that right away. Cause if you don't get the first activation, there's, you're not, the penalty doesn't matter. And so it'll be available to you. But if yeah. you do get the first activation, then all of a sudden, okay, I've got plus one damage on my first attack in the next round. Uh, that's kind of cool. And it effectively is like an extra power card that you are, you're rolling one of your power cards over to the next round without limiting your hand size. Yeah. Um, so if you combine that with having played some, all of a sudden you could be looking at, I'm, I'm kind of effectively playing with six, seven, I guess even up to eight or more, you know, power cards in round two or three. Uh, big downside is if you draw this in round three, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. All uh, these at the beginning of round or at the end of round cards that, um, well, especially the beginning of round upgrades Yeah. where it's like, yeah. man, they, they really won't get to, there's only two opportunities for this to trigger in the entire game. Exactly. And you probably miss one of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, 
they've never really worked, but the idea of this is really cool. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I worry that like, if it doesn't come out at the right time, obviously it doesn't do anything. If Grissel mm-hmm. is already dead, you can't play it. And then it's just clogging yeah. your hand. Um, yeah. Like it's got this just great thematic feel where it's like, oh it yeah, we just really get does. to keep reusing these flourishes. Yeah. But unfortunately, like I think in the execution, the math says don't run this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, and I think as we see, you know, more nemesis and rivals play, this this might be a card just to like help it function in those formats, you know, where you, you're more likely yeah. to be leaning on those, and maybe you do cycle mountain championship, yeah. but where, where you kind of uh, have to have it just because of the, yeah. you know, you have to use flourishes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did you want to mention in the um, in the gambits though? Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple that well. Let's, let's see. We well we covered five. Um, yeah. Six. Six uh, because of reward, reward as well. Um, okay. We're so there, we're getting them all. <laughs> there are three more that I really like. And I okay. think uh, that does cover quite a few of them. But um, sure. I guess I guess the one that I'll, I'll start with is Moment of Rapture. Uh, this is a reaction ploy where uh, after a friendly fighter's attack action that succeeded you can choose to do one of two things. You can either heal to the fighter, a little strange given that almost all of your fighters have two wounds. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or you can inspire that fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen a inspire trick uh, gambit in a while. Um, and I kind of like seeing it again, especially here where some of those uh, inspire mechanics are a little difficult. Sure. Um you know, there, there are situations where you're like, man, if, if I could just have this fighter inspired, well, uh, maybe you can, all you have to do is succeed in an attack and now they can inspire. And, uh, that, that is potentially pretty powerful. Mm. Um, and I suppose if, you know, if you really need to heal Grissel, that is also a mode here. So it, you know, if you draw this round three, it's not dead. And mm-hmm. I think that is important to have that modality. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to have blank cards at any point. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I'm, I'm just trying to head off uh, the the inevitable protests at this. Uh, we we did see an inspired cheat in uh, Green Cracks uh, enthusiastic yes, dubbing. Yes, right? we did. <laughs> um, uh, so okay, it wasn't that long ago. But like thinking about like how many we saw in harrow deep and sure Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like oh there's like this thing just kind of went away and th- um, this is where to include that stuff right like this is a very yeah. controlled environment is to put it as a faction card um i where we ran into big problems with it was when there were universals out there like inspiration strikes or uh, yeah you know, like that, that there was that uh that stage where there were one, two, three different ways to kind of cheat out and inspire and and some some fighters are just not made for that to be possible <laughs> right so yeah yeah I, I think there's any one of these fighters is is fine to have them cheat and inspire out absolutely and and the timing is not like oh in your in your power step before it's my activation surprise i've got an inspired fighter and i'm going to come get you yeah uh, it's it's a, actually has a reaction that you have to trigger so it makes it more balanced that way as well because of course we've yeah. seen the infaction just 
inspire a fighter, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, you said you had three. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and take whatever you want. Okay. We don't need to uh, cover them all. Sure. I, I like unquenchable fervor. So this is a card we've, this is a, this is a twist on a, a kind of card that we've seen before. So, and we've, we've seen before specifically in blade covenant, a similar one. Uh, but anyway, th- this is, uh, the next time a friendly fighter is dealt damage, reduce that damage by two to a minimum of one. This effect persists until the end of the phase or until damage is reduced in this way. Uh, I will, there's, there's one kind of piece that I'm a little uncertain on. We'll touch on that in a second. So, uh, often we've seen this card in the past, which is the next time, uh, one of your fighters gets dealt or the first time your fighter is dealt damage in the next round, they get dealt one instead. Uh, or can basically think of them as like this fighter is only going to take one next round. You know, yep. there's some other ways around it with lethals or whatever, sometimes depending on the wording, uh, this, and often what the enemy can do in that situation is say like, nah, okay, well I'll draw a power card this turn, or, uh, this is a turn I'll step onto an objective, or this is a turn where I will shoot you with a one damage bow to set up a later thing. And like, ah, okay. I disrupted their tempo a little bit, but didn't really get the benefit of my card. This persists until damage is reduced in this way or all the way to the end of phase, which is pretty nice. So you can play this early, right? You can play this early. Um, And then if they miss their attack or if they choose to stall, it's still sitting there waiting for them, Um, which is great. The only thing I'm not sure is if they attack you with a one damage attack. Um, You haven't actually reduced the damage because it was already one uh, so I just don't know if it continues to persist after that. That's how we played it, but uh, there may be a, a ruling that you would, you kind of yeah. you know, attempted to reduce it. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could read it kind of both ways. It's saying like, okay, the damage is being reduced by one, and what yeah. is the end result? Well, it can't go below one, so it's still one. So the damage was reduced. Okay, we'll reduce by another one. Uh, it's still one. Uh, <laughs> so we did reduce by two, but it was the net result is nothing happens. I don't, I don't know that I would read it that way, but um, I could certainly see that that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. We will probably need an FAQ to make sure that that is clear. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they would have worded it differently if they just wanted it to, like if a one damage attack could... Uh, just uh yeah they probably would have just said until until you take damage or yeah exactly that that would be a way so i think it probably does actually have to get reduced to be able to uh, remove this card so yeah um yeah hopefully not too many people um raging over that (laughs) uh was that was that one of your three it was it Hit was. me with your last. I'm gonna uh, on after that. So we've got Peon of Slaughter, which... <laughs> was, was, you, was it, is this just in here for the vocab? Uh, well, no, it's actually a good card, <laughs> but the vocab is, is also interesting. Um, <laughs> so so I, I know I've heard this word before, but I was like, okay, I actually am not 100% sure what this word means. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is that a song of praise is essentially the... Uh, uh, definition of peon and it is yeah. a homonym of the other word peon <laughs> they, they sound exactly the same but they are spelled completely differently um, and in the flavor text for this card it's Grisel's voice weaves the screams of victims into a song of praise so when I looked it up I was like oh it's right there on the card <laughs> yeah 
unfortunately, um, I'm going to have to come up with another because this is going to be my uh, flavor text quiz. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, was, I, I realized as soon as I referenced vocab, I was like, oh, man, I, I just screwed myself. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> well, all right. Well, we'll, right. we'll find another one or we can edit yeah. this out. Uh, but <laughs> give me the free win. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what the yeah, card actually does. So you do have to have Grisel alive to play this. But once you do, um, you can reroll an attack dice in the attack rolls for friendly fighters attack actions in the next activation step. So mm-hmm. if you have scything, if you have combo, what have you, all of those attacks that you make get a reroll. Um, oh, do you think combo does it? I, I, because normally, normally an attack that occurs after the final action of a super action would be outside that activation step. Ooh, good point. You know what? I bet I bet combo does not work. I would have to. I, I may be I may be using reasoning from uh, an outdated season. I'd have to take no, a look. No, at... I think you're probably right though, because the reaction is after the activation. So, because it's after the fighter's attack action, which is synonymous with after the activation. So yes, I think you're right. Combo shouldn't work. Scything would. Mm-hmm makes it less good than um still not bad to have a single reroll but i was kind of hoping that, that this would combo well with combo sure because that would just make sense but no i think you're right it would not the window is after the activation and it is during yeah it's only during the activation step unless yeah. the reaction is in the activation step now i don't think that's right uh, but but a reroll here is yeah. is helpful. It's uh it uh, can help with a couple of the inspires, dice. you know, like making making sure you hit with Retaria to get the uh, the stagger off, or get you get you another success so you can roll another dice with um, Calexis. Yeah, uh, and then of course your Griselle is always happy to have another dice to get closer or have a have another chance at triggering her grievous. So uh, can't complain. Could no. be could be decent. So not bad, not great, but still okay. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, that's basically all the cards. Yeah. I don't think we good enough need to talk about the last one. But sure, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well then upgrades, um, there's a, there's a little bit of a grouping we can do with this as well. Uh, if you, if you look at these upgrades, there are, I want to say three, there are three Uh, cards that have follow-up reactions. Yep. Um, and it was funny. I was, I was in a bad spot in our game. Uh, I had Calexis getting ready to attack and I was like, man, her tech sucks. Uh, right now (laughs) she's uninspired. And I was like, and I had this insane like thought process where I'm looking, I, I had, uh, I had an attack action in my hand, uh, the lacerating blow. Uh, this one is range one, two smash one damage, grievous one. I was like, Oh, this attack's actually way better than hers. I'll just put this on. And then I, I don't even have to do it as a reaction. I'll have it. And then at another moment, I was like, wait, why wouldn't I do it as a reaction? Like why? Yeah. Why wouldn't I just like take her? Yeah. Like I've got it. I was like, oh, that's right. Everybody's combo. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that there's that one. And then the other two are uh, range two, which is exciting. Uh, two fury, one damage. And one of them has cleave and one of them has ensnare. Uh, what do you think of these in general? Well, the, 
the first thing that I think is why don't these all have the follow-up keyword? <laughs> um, but then also, um, I actually like them a decent amount. Um, yeah. None of them have the clause that says they can't be modified. So mm. um, despite their stats not being great, you can very quickly turn all of these into very respectable attacks. And if you're yep. stacking that on top of their normal attack, you're all of a sudden making a very scary fighter. Um, mm-hmm. And they all do something a little bit different. So like we see in a lot of war bands, these upgrades that are like, this fighter's attacks gain cleave, this fighter's attacks gain ensnare. And it's like, okay, well, we kind of get that, but it's on a follow-up attack instead of their main attack. Yeah. Um, the extra range is nice. Uh, if you need it and then the grievous on last rating blow is nice if you just need to add some extra damage yeah um the one thing i really like with last rating blow at least in theory is that you can combine this with retaria and if she succeeds and doesn't kill on the first attack that she has she staggers the target and then mm-hmm. she can attack with a grievous attack with the reroll for the second attack oh yeah tasty yeah so uh I conversely like the two range two ones uh, quite a bit, specifically for the range two, uh, because your two range two fighters can then like really kind of reach out and touch a lot of different directions with them. Yep. Um, And that's pretty great. Um, Or, you know, like even your range one guys, they could kill somebody up close and then, and then reach out and pop somebody who's a little further away. Uh, That range two is extremely flexible, which is, which is pretty nice. So very and they can drive people back so like sometimes just having that range to you know hail mary just to drive someone back is useful so sure definitely a good option to have uh phil i think we have another large mammal in the room uh in this we, we've had one for yeah, each like, section so yeah like maybe a rhinoceros will continue sure, with our yeah. african and large <laughs> mammals um so I believe what you're leading me towards is Paragon of the Arena. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> this this thing is crazy. Um, Insane. This, uh, pro- maybe one of the best upgrades we've ever seen. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, it's in that it's in that debate for sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe you could argue that there's other ones that are actually better, but this is right up there. Um, so this is a upgrade that gives a reaction. Um, This is not restricted to any fighter. You can put this on whoever you want. Um, After you declare your attack action, you can then choose to make your fighter's range one or range two attack action uh, have either plus one dice, plus one damage, or you can give the fighter a guard token. Mm. Wow. (laughs) I I will say I did, I did exactly, you know, so when we were, we were talking about uh, in praise of Kane. So, I did kind of the inverse of in praise of Kane where looked at that. Uh, I think I did spot, I, I was, I usually don't do this, but on that one, I did spot the first time through. I'm like, Oh, this doesn't say friendly. Uh, and this one I read through, I'm like, Oh, I must've missed some claws on here. Like this must, <laughs> this must break after the yeah. first time you use it or like damage the fighter or something. Like I read it again and again, I'm like, no, it's just like pick whatever super awesome thing you need in the moment. Yeah, and because in the declare action step, you can use it on your combo attacks. You can use it uh, as part of a scything. I was like, whoa, whoa, we, whoa, whoa! This is <laughs> get out yeah. of here. This so. is uh, some pretty crazy stuff. And and as you mentioned, like with combo, it's so nuts. You could be so I don't know. Like you put this on, <laughs> you put this on like Traxia, 
who is super accurate base but does like almost no damage. So for her base first attack, you're just going to be like, okay, I need the damage, so plus one damage. Then she uses her follow-up attack with combo, and it's like, okay, well, you know, let's say she's got lacerating blow on there. Well, now we've got this thing that wants extra dice because it's got Grievous, so let's jack the dice up. It's like, what yeah. in the world? Yeah. <laughs> And then if you feel fine that your you know fighter is going to get their attacks through, oh, we can just you know go on guard with these two dodge with damage yeah. reducing dodge characteristics, just yeah. in case. I mean, <laughs> in the guard thing, so like let's say you're going in like it's a great reason to have one of those range two combo attacks because yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm come flying in like maybe even charge onto cover. I don't know. Um, take whatever bonus I want for my initial attack. Once that's done, um, you know, kill that guy, drive that person away. Uh, now I, I want to be safe from, so I'll just, I'll do a poke that doesn't even matter. I'm, I'm going to do, here's a one damage poke. I don't even care if I hit with this. I'm just using it to put myself on guard. Yeah. Oof. Wow. Feels, um, feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't, it, it's a thing where I don't think it's busted. I mean, I think it's really good, Yeah. I, but it's only on one fighter. Yeah. And, and it's a fighter that, pro- you know, four out of five times will only have two wounds on them. So yeah, and I think that's the the reason that they can get away with this in this warband is just because yeah. you probably are not just suddenly running away with a game because these yeah. fighters just aren't like so crazy on their own. Yeah. I will say this is exactly what we said about some of Hexbane's upgrades. It was like, you could never get away with some of these upgrades in another warband, but this warband has <laughs> such low wounds that it's Oh, yeah, fine. it'll never be a problem. Uh, lucky beat Hexbeak foot and the, the horseshoe. horseshoe, the darn horseshoe. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I have earmarked this one as, like, watch this space because... Uh, I could see this doing a lot of damage in some championship builds and it feels like it could become a problem. Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad that they're willing to like push the limits a little bit here and there because, you know, you don't want to be overly safe with your designs, but I read this one and I was just like, well, X goes in every deck <laughs> for this war band. There's no reason yeah. not to. It's strictly better version of like great strength. Um, yeah, which is already an auto include. So, yeah, <laughs> very good, very good. Um, how about another one? What is uh, another upgrade you like? There's a lot of good ones here. There, there are a lot of good ones. Uh, I like Star Performer. Uh, this is Wild Fighters inspired. That's actually a clause I often forget on this. Wild Fighters inspire, inspired roles of Fury and Smash are successes in this fighter's attack roles. Uh, I think we've seen a version of this in crushes. Uh, and I think we've seen a version of this that's like f- fighter restricted to say um, Yep. but, uh, uh, that's, that's a big accuracy boost, especially if you are somebody who's attacking on fury. Um, and it's a, it's quite a fine accuracy boost if you're on smash. Uh, the trick with this war band, of course, is getting inspired, but yes, um, um It'll make the Crypt Lash and Piercing Strike, the other, uh, the combo ones that are attacking on two Fury, like more accurate as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can stack a few things on one souped up fighter, they suddenly become really scary. Um, I don't know how much you want to be putting all your eggs in one basket, but, uh, 
if you had to, it would certainly work. I mean, like you could have a fighter come in and just absolutely maul somebody with combo in this and Paragon. Yeah. And with as much restriction and even forsakening as we've seen in championship play to accuracy cards, having an accuracy upgrade uh, is pretty attractive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What else? What do you like in here? Yeah. um, You know, there's, there's, like I said, they've got a lot of good stuff. I think one that we've seen a number of times that is always strong and will probably continue to be good in this warband is uh, an upgrade called Blood Sigil. And this is a minus one damage from attack actions to target this fighter to a minimum of one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot else to say. The one thing I'm curious about with this one is that it is in a warband with a lot of two wound fighters. Yeah. Um, and with two wound fighters, this effect is far less useful. Yeah. Um, now, of course, it does stack with your um, acrobatic. Yep. So you do have a chance to, you know, double dip on damage reduction. And if you do put it on Grisel, that makes her very hard to shift. So. I'm never going to be upset about seeing a minus one damage card in the upgrade slot, but we have seen it be problematic before. So I'm always a little like curious to watch how these cards play out. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it is of, uh, of note. This one is only on attack actions. So not that it comes up very often, but there are some things other than attack actions that can do more than one damage. Sure. Uh, this will not affect those. I mean, I think a good comparison point is the Hearthstone Amulet with uh, from Miari's Purifiers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a card that I, when I was playing them, I really didn't include. Uh, you know, and it's also a meta call at the time, like how much damage is coming up. But when all fighters in that warband were three wounds, and it still felt like ah, sometimes <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, but it's the sort of card that like great if you go for it if you're gonna go for it think about including some maybe some extra wounds like maybe maybe you're leaning to the defensive side of things with the warband uh and not shoring up some of the other things that you might um so i i think on its own no in combination with other things yes yes so yeah. uh and just fine in uh rival slash nemesis like it'll it'll be useful often enough uh and it has the benefit of like you said stacking with acrobatic so potentially yeah uh, I guess while we're on that, I not that I think it's a, an especially powerful card, but uh, De- Devotee of Slaughter, um, this card cannot be given to a leader and it's plus one wound. So in faction, great fortitude with an extra restriction on it. Uh, I like to see that. I would like to see that more often. Some warbands get, here's great fortitude or great strength, but with like, but better. Like, uh, <laughs> Let's uh, give you a reason to take both. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be a flip on where I was like two or three years ago. Uh, cause it, like in the shade spire night vault days where such a huge percentage of, uh, decks were universal cards. I was like, ah, they got to make the, they got to make the faction card stronger. Uh, so we see a little more flavor and don't see everybody just kind of running the same city universal with just a tiny bit of, of their own faction cards in there. Uh, but I do, I like seeing this. So obviously if you're playing championship, you don't take this until you've taken great fortitude first, but it's a pretty modest, uh, tweak. And yeah. I think if you were doing like great fortitude, devotee of slaughter, blood sigil, um, you can try and combo that with your acrobatic and two dodge situation. Um, uh, find some sources of guard and now maybe you're, you're actually making these L's kind of hard to remove. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. And and the funny thing is that like you almost don't have a reason to care about like you don't have a lot of positioning tech. So being super survivable isn't the most important thing. What you really want to be able to do is get kills. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a little funny that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you could lean into being defensive. But like, does that help you? <laughs> I right, don't know. Right. Um, we haven't played them much, but. I would be a little surprised that that's something like if I could have the choice between more damage or more wounds, I would choose damage. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to hit on upgrades or we want to kind of do some uh, broader overview yeah, stuff? I, I think we can close it out here. There's two more upgrades. They're both defensive. They're, yeah, they're fine. Um, I don't, I don't have anything that I need to say about them. Sure. Uh, and again, we, we break all the cards down on the blog too. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, we played a game with Starblood. Uh, it went very poorly for the RNI. Um, I, I think I, I scored three glory in the first round and did not score any glory again after that. There are some reasons for that. I, I, I mean, I think a very big moment was uh, highlights the, the danger of being low wounds uh, with a good defensive profile. So like, two dodge but only two wounds means that sometimes like one bad roll can really start things out and that's what happened we had watchy i think yep. come okay. flying come, in with, with a, that spear yeah two smash two damage attack uh landed it on retaria so i lost my uh one my you know one of the two fighters that get to start with two damage and and she's got okay accuracy too uh just killed her right out of the gate i was like oh I, and I didn't even realize until she was down and they start looking at the other profiles. I'm like, ah, that was actually a re- really big deal. I'm, I'm kind of in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I'm looking at a war band that has a whole lot of one wound fighters and I'm struggling to, or one, 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 one damage fighters. And I'm struggling to figure out how I'm going to kill skinks. And that is not a good <laughs> situation. to be in. So. Yeah. Uh, sort of this weird feeling of being like, Oh wait, you like don't have any way to kill any of my fighters. That's <laughs> yeah. a new and novel experience. Yeah, my my my. I managed to get two of the glory early ish. I, I ran over whipped Watchy for one damage, and then uh, had a um, scything flourish sent in uh, the the Aegis to uh, do three smash. She managed to land one of those attacks to finish off Watchy. Uh, and so it was like I needed two activations and a power card to kill Wachi. I think <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it did get me a, a surge, so I didn't feel terrible. I was on two glory for that, but it was like, man, it was kind of a lot of work to kill this dumb guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and not any collateral. The the scything missed on the other guy too. So, um, and and I think uh, from there, I think the only other attack I hit with for the rest of the game was like one bladed buckler attack. Uh, I, I got that. Yeah. Through not for a kill, but enough to score the, uh, um, they have an equivalent of unequal contest, which is uh, succeed in attack with only successes. Yep. And uh, nothing else hit. <laughs> nothing yeah. else hit for the rest of those. It was a yeah. combination of bad. I mean, there was a stretch in the middle of the game where I think you made four different attack rolls where you didn't roll any successes. So it was yeah. like, I was ready to roll my defense <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I'll just put those away. Yeah, um, and to be fair, you know, some of these attacks were into like inspired autopod or it's like, right. I mean, like, even I I still had successes a, there. Yeah. I had a good chance of surviving, but like, yeah. you know, makes it real easy when you don't even have to roll the defense dice, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
it, I don't know. It, it's it's happened a lot in a lot of the games I've played lately where it's like one side will be just completely dead cold and it just turns into this weird thing where it's like it doesn't matter what I do. Like I'm losing this game because everything relies on aggro right now. And yeah, um, to that to that uh, effect, I think what I was noticing as I was playing on that other side is like, I had very little, I, I made a bad choice. Uh, you know, you always like to try and look like what, what choices could I do to improve? Um, yep. if I were to do it again, I'd protect Rataria a little bit more. I didn't realize quite how important she was, uh, early on. Uh, I'd rather give up somebody else. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what else? Oh, I mulliganed a hand that it, it had, uh, one of the reliable surges, the, um, uh, the, the crit or, or kill exactly surge, and then two reliable-ish uh, one glory end phase, and I was like, I think I can do better than this, and I could not. Um, but uh, that that would have been a that would have been a better hand to go with, and would have gotten me rolling a little bit. Uh, as it was, like I had, I did not inspire hardly anybody until the third round. Um, I might not have inspired anybody at all uh, until the third round. I think about it, um, and that meant like for some accuracy was not great. It certainly damage was a huge problem across the, across the board. And, uh, because they didn't have, because there didn't seem to be a way to score glory reliably early on, uh, it felt tough to get powered up. Like that's, that's something that, um, to go back to mourn flight, they have some objectives that they can score reliably and then come in and do their other things. Right. Yeah. Like there, there was, there's this thing where it's like, if I don't get some hits or kills or whatever in the right timing or order, I'm not going to have any glory. Um, or I'm relying instead on like getting kills to get that seed glory and my damage output is so low that that might not be, might not happen for me. So, yeah. Um, certainly a war band that feels like if it gets off, you know, with a, um, you know, misfire, you're all of a sudden on the back heel really, really badly. And if your opponent has a hard enough counterpunch, you're probably just done right there. Um, yeah. And that's never a good thing to feel. Yeah. But I do wonder, and, and we'll have to test this out more. I think Rivals also plays a part of this, but like if you do get off to a good start, that all of a sudden you could probably snowball pretty hard. Um, I, I have that same thought. I, I think you could, uh, I mean, it's risky because low wounds and stuff, but if you, if you are willing to risk it or get the right defensive tech, I think you could really have like a kind of a crazy, um, uh, to use the term Voltron fighter, like, yes, because if you have a combo attack available, then all of a sudden great strength is boosting the initial attack and the combo attack. Like I, I think you can really kind of, take off uh to some pretty heady heights you can have one person really doing a lot one fighter doing a lot potentially yeah absolutely i would agree um i'd like to see it more i think in championship these guys could really shine i think in nemesis they still maybe are a little bit beholden to their infaction cards which pull them in some interesting directions um but yeah i i think there's still a, a you know 
they're still probably a good war band. I think there's going to take some practice to kind of figure out like what's what's the balance here? How much how aggressive can I afford to be? What cards do I need to be mulliganing for? Yeah. Um, I think I think you're going to need to be able to like make those decisions in the early part of the game to have success in the late part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, I think I think uh, having played, I think I didn't recognize, and we talked about this some, but I didn't recognize how um, how unreliable inspiration was. Um, yeah. Of your five of your five fighters, only one of them doesn't depend on dice in some way um, to to get inspired, um, and that's always that always feels a little tough. Um, uh, and given that some of them quite want to be inspired um, or <laughs> yeah you know the, the benefits are not inconsequential for most of them there's some no there. they, i think they're all pretty important in yeah. one way or another um and I, I think the other thing we talked about like i i looked at the two dodge and was like man there's two dodge all over this war band i remember how deeply frustrating that can be against mourn flight uh but i'm also remembering the days of uh guard being all over the place like it for a long time there it was very easy to get access to guard right like mm-hmm. uh it's still a little bit there like shadow keeper exists right uh yeah so you can illusion a guard onto somebody um that you know that's out there but it's not in the same way it was at like dire chasm um and beast grave like guard was was much more available during those times and uh these these ladies would have loved that but uh they don't and so uh the other thing is that they're depending on those two dice it can be very frustrating to attack into but sometimes you just don't don't roll uh i mean all it takes is the one through and against something like mourn flight uh where you might have to land you know a couple of hits to uh, successfully take them down here if one goes through they're probably gone yeah yeah, I and I think that, that is something that is hard to quantify until you see it happen where it's just like yeah. oh wait, they're not actually sturdy at all. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's it's probably just supposed to be enough to keep them in the fight just long enough yeah. um to do a little bit of something, but yeah, with two wounds and I and I didn't really have a lot of ping going on, although there was one ping um yeah. from uh Dark man, Kishi. No, not dark man. Uh, Kishi's uh, innate ability; he can ping. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But but other than that, but so um, but, but yeah, two wound fighters in this world with like some decks that can pull out you know four or five pings. It's like oh man, like, yeah. You could be in could be a rough. world of trouble just because in the power step you could be getting killed. Yeah. So, um, not. Not a survivable warband. I I, th- I keep kind of coming back to the term glass cannon. Um, yeah. it feels like you know if you could you if you could get there, you could really start tearing people apart. But you have to survive long enough to do it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have anything built in to benefit from their own fighters dying. There's a there's Correct. a few that benefit from them being damaged, um, but. Uh, yeah, they they do not have the the you know corn stuff where it's like, hey, we like to have our fighters get chewed up. No, yeah. <laughs> that is not their that is not their deal. Um, all right. Well, 
we saw the rivals deck when we we're playing and then we decided we'd, we'd kind of split up and uh you would try to build a nemesis deck and i would try to build a champs deck and uh we'll post links to those deck what i'm going to do is wait until there's a underworlds db uh, the heroes uh mc rat mcrat mm-hmm. uh is is a true champion of the community and i suspect that uh, by the time you're hearing this the underworld db will probably be already updated with this but um who can say for certain uh but I, i'm gonna wait till we got a, a good link that we can do there uh with that uh, but with those decks so you're building a deck and um championship and nemesis deck building is actually starting to look more and more similar uh, because of the plot lock thing where yeah. one of the first things you think is which which rivals uh, Universal Rivals deck that has a plot card will I pair, want to pair with. In Championship, you can then make up for... You have more flexibility, but you're still saying, like, am I reaching for Fearsome Fortress, Daring Delvers, uh, or Tooth and Claw first? And then what is there enough to fill in with? Uh, what did you reach for and why? So I, I went with Tooth and Claw, which is probably not really a surprise. Um I was building towards Nemesis and I felt like given that this warband is hyper aggressive, that having more tools to add damage and add accuracy is all that they're really going to care about. Um, and some of these upgrade or not upgrades, some of these objectives, um, play fairly well into what you're going to be doing anyway. Um, you know, Paragon of Ferocity, just get a kill in enemy territory, uh, toyed with you're just hitting people and leaving them vulnerable which you'll probably do by accident with this warband because you don't have enough damage to guarantee <laughs> you kill people um so you know there's there's a few decent options there i think really though it's mostly the power cards gambits and upgrades um so you want stuff like um gifted ferocity for extra dice um, I was a little hesitant to put it in, but I was thinking feral instincts actually is probably important because getting that plus one damage is still going to matter for this warband. Um, yeah, I think in uh, in Nemesis in particular, like extra damage is kind of hard to come by. It is, so I think yeah. I think you you almost have to do it. Um, I don't love it because it it is restricted to range one, and it turns you into a beast, and beasts cannot have weapon upgrades. So yeah, it is kind of a non bow, but. Um, you know, there, there's still situations where it's important. And then in your gambits, obviously you're going to take dark command, um, and call the heal because they really don't have any pushes, which I was a little surprised by. And, um, and then I figured internal surrender probably makes sense. There'll be somebody that you just want to be like, I know their chance of survival is too low for me to care about their extra defense so let's just turn them into this like crazy accurate attacker sure. and then send them in so I, I i don't think you can go wrong with those choices here so those are the kinds of things i was looking at um you know it it's just it's really the only great choice you've got left i suppose you could probably do some interesting things with illusory might in nemesis mm-hmm. as well because those weapon upgrade illusions could actually be kind of a nice way to get the fighters uh, to be more accurate and have some better stats before they get inspired. But I don't really love the objectives that you then have to work with. Mm, that's a fair point. Um, 
I tried my championship build with uh, Fearsome Fortress, some because I knew you were doing Tooth and Claw. Yeah. Some because uh, I, I know a lot of the accuracy bump. Well, also, if I'm doing championship, I have to contend with the fact that uh, some sizable chunk of Tooth and Claw is now restricted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that, you know, makes that less palatable uh and you know the the range one the range one accuracy uh buffs uh have two fighters in this war band uh and potentially a couple upgrades that it just won't work on it's just like ah let, let me see if i can find something somewhere else and um fearsome fortresses it was a little it was tough uh because these fighters don't naturally want to be standing on objectives, they don't care much about that. They do kind of like cover, so uh, mm. charging onto uh, a placed cover hex that you have put on is having having one to land on is is kind of nice if you're two dodge. Um, it didn't work great. Uh, what I agree with you that I think they really like the idea of getting their hands on a ping damage uh, because you're likely. I mean, I I talked about how many misses I had, but you. You know, if you're throwing a bunch of attacks, you're probably hitting with one of them. You might not be hitting with both. And so you, there's mm. increasing chances that you're going to leave somebody um, wounded, but not all the way dead. And so pings are a nice way to kind of seal the deal with that. Um, so that was that was part of it. Um, and then I, I do like some of the, like there's a couple, there's a couple pushes that are decent in um, Fearsome Fortress, and I, I like some of the surges that they have in there to, to kind of bulk yeah. out. So uh, reaching for that, I, again, in championship play, all of a sudden you've got access. Uh, accuracy remains you know, hard to find, but uh, I was looking a little into like, where can I find guard or where can I find um, some buffs like that or even like a um, uh, an extra dice because getting a three dodge or something is uh, three dodge or, or even with the Aegis getting her to two block. That's, that's not nothing. Yeah. Um, so those, uh, those were kind of interesting to me too. Um, so kind of, kind of playing around with that. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not over the moon with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, championship deck I built with, uh, fearsome fortress, uh, primarily because I, I had a hard time finding a ping that, um, fit in well, it felt like too much of a stretch. Uh, and so I started going down like that, that crazy path of opportunistic reprisal. Like, can I, <laughs> can I get extra attacks out of here? You know, just cause it combos a little bit with the whip lady and, um, and with your attack four times, but that was, that was a little, that was a little too crazy, but it was, uh, it was nice to be building. It's been a while since I built a championship deck because we've been doing a lot of nemesis here in prep oh, for man. Adepticon. And I was like, it's like, Oh yeah, man, there's so much great. There's just like, I can take sidestep like yeah like you know like oh man you'd love and to just, see it so i don't know so many more decision points and like you can really i don't know i i like the deck building process a lot and i just i miss doing that to some extent yeah um but you know that's it's where we're at right now hopefully we'll see more championship stuff soon but yeah it's it's still you know you get some of that still but yeah well, we kind of covered a lot here. Why don't you give me your parting thoughts on on the warband? Like, what are your what are your if you were to, as you're doing your too long didn't read or something like that? What what would you yeah. what would you say about? Uh, so you know, a cool warband, um, very flavorful. I think 
they're going to take a lot of experimentation to figure out like exactly what they need to do to make them work. I'm sure that, you know, people who love the witch elves, uh, looking at you, Lithanum, uh, <laughs> are probably going to be taking these guys on right away, figuring out all their tricks. And, um, and you know, if, if you liked playing the blade coven, you'll probably like playing these guys. Cause I think they feel very much like a blade coven 2.0 where yeah, gosh, they kind of came sure. back in and were like, let's just tweak a few of the dials here and yeah. hopefully make things a little more consistent. I, and I totally forgot. I, w- I wanted to mention that like this warband more than any other we've seen feels to me like a, a version 2.0 of a previous warband. Yeah. Like, I saw it a little bit with Gnarl Spirit Pack in that they're like, hey, you know, like, let's take a look how we could do the oath things, but make them more appealing. Uh, but this one, like, it feels like, hey, we figured out a better way to do combo. You're not required to hit with your first one. Cool. Um, hey, like, they should probably start on two dodge because uh, one is just so incredibly <laughs> fragile, you know? Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, it's it's uh like I mean I already said it. It, it feels like a, a two point of Blade Coven. Um, not that you know, not that Blade Coven is uh, utterly obsolete relative. But if you if you were to do like uh, rivals between the two, uh, my money's going on these gals uh, pretty pretty solidly. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I I guess I will say from thinking about them from championship, I don't think that they probably change the landscape in championship at all um i think they can show up they can probably play just as well as many other war bands um but i don't think they're unseating anybody at the top sure um yeah and i think that's very fair i don't i don't i think that's where you want war bands to be honestly like yeah you don't want to have every war band that comes out be like oh that's the next hot thing that's gonna be you know top of the meta because then all of a sudden yeah. it's like okay, we're just chasing this new meta every time a warband comes out. That's yeah. I would rather have it just be like, Oh, here's a no, a new challenger that enters the arena. No pun intended, but, um, and you know, in some ways this season's been a little weird that way. in that like we had two warbands that was like, basically didn't register in Grincrack and Velmorn where it's just like, okay, that just doesn't kind of work. And then, on the other hand, Narlsfjord pack where it was like, whoa, <laughs> they're way good. Um, and like, even without too much analysis, it's like, wow, this, this warband is really strong. And then we have this warband where it's like, maybe, maybe this is the Goldilocks one of the bunch where it's like, yeah, I think we hit yeah. a nice balance here. This feels good, but not great. And it should be fun, especially for people who like this faction. Yeah, I felt like despite getting badly blown out in our game, um, I felt like, hey, there's a lot of stuff I want to explore with these. There's some tricks I want to dig into here. So yeah, um, that's always a promising sign of Warband to me. Absolutely. Uh, Any more thoughts that you want to share on this Warband or does that about cover it for you? I think this is good for, you know, first analysis, um, we need to play them more. We need to see other people play them, yeah. um, see more discussion on them. Um, and I'm excited. I, I think this is the first warband from Gnarlwood that I'm really interested to see what people do with. Because mm. um, I think there's 
There's some very interesting things here. I don't know what exactly, but I think that somebody will do something cool. Sure. I can see that. Uh, I want to do a quick aside here. Uh, you may be wondering why we are not covering Beastborn Assault. Oh, yeah. Uh, wah, wah. <laughs> for, for those who did not uh, follow the asterisk in the announcement, uh, it is delayed in the U.S., and so we have not received a preview copy of it. Um, so uh, as you're listening to this, we are probably reading somebody else's content. I'm not sure who, uh, if, if the... Uh, uh, European sources or, or other sources have found other yeah. uh, routes to kind of get that information. Um, but uh, we'll be discovering it at the same time as the rest of you. And we'll, we'll kind of take a look and uh, just based on what you've seen, what are you, what, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, of the cards that we've seen so far, I feel like it's going to be doing something very different. Mm-hmm. Um, what that thing is exactly is very hard to say. We only saw two objectives, so I have no idea. Yeah. what the rest of the objective deck is going to look like. But from the power and upgrades that we saw, it feels kind of like they're leaning into maybe sort of like a weird control thing where it's like you want to be playing these denizens because we want to build towards like rewarding you for having these different types of upgrades out, mm-hmm. um, which makes me think that maybe there's going to be some scoring based on having upgrades out which mm-hmm. is always nice. Although we know from past experience that that can sometimes be dangerous. <laughs> you can overshoot the mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I like having that third play style. Not that we have a whole lot of the whole objective play style right now, but having the control play style exist, even in a very you know minor way, I think adds flavor, adds variety. Um, sure. So I'm hoping that that's going to be what it is. I hope it's not just like a different version of aggro again. Um, But from what we've seen so far, that is not my impression. Yeah. There's one where a a little, little bitty critter gives you uh, supports and um, having just like searched high and low for more accuracy boosts. When I was making this championship deck, I'm like, ah, that'd be, that might be fun if there's, if there's something there for it. So, um, and uh, we've been seeing Denizen on cards since uh, since we were back in Olgu, so it's uh, cool to see something that cares about the uh, the Denizen, yeah. uh, the Denizen keyword. Rip lurking um, horror. Kind of always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of always figured that they would uh, do something with it at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, now we're now we're just on Metalith Watch, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe it, it, maybe. it could still come. So yeah, come. maybe when we <laughs> go to like Cayman or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, we're looking forward to discovering that with the rest of y'all, uh, and we'll we'll talk about it another time. But that's going to do it for today. Um, I'd, we'd love to hear from you. Either come hop on our Discord links in the show notes, or talk to us at wthcast on Twitter. What the hexcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we will be at Adepticon. I will be at loose ends because, uh, I, the only thing I'm doing is Wednesday night. So my official Adepticon ends as soon as it begins, but I will be there for another, uh, day or two. Um, and so, uh, I'll have time for pickup games. looks like, yeah. uh, or just to hang out and chat or wander around and watch cool stuff happen. So yeah, all that sounds good to me. Um, but we didn't even mention this was episode 99. That means next episode is episode 100. Uh, we are going to take the opportunity to uh, cover the history of Underworlds. Uh, and that's 
through the lens of what the heck. So we're going to uh, give you kind of a recap of the podcast so far and kind of talk about where the game has been, uh, maybe a little bit of where the game's going, but that's going to be a lot to cover. And we'll also <laughs> do a drawing for who plays what in the Sleeks Bowl Bowl, um, a, an idea proposed by Sleeks Bowl, one of our, one of our listeners, uh, it's also been, uh, it's, it's other code name is the, uh, trash fire tournament. Is that right? <laughs> Affectionately uh, named. Yeah, exactly. Lovingly named as that. That's, that's, uh, because a lot of us are going to probably end up playing, uh, some of your suggestions, uh, which are purposefully, um, crazy. So, uh, we'll get those and then we'll kind of play through those. Uh, and after that, we'll see some Adepticon coverage, but, uh, that's what you got coming up next. Uh, Phil, the thing you have coming up next is a flavor text quiz. Yeah, I hope you're ready. Oh. I hope you're proud of yourself for uh, <laughs> spearing my previous yeah. one. But uh, once, once, well, I here we go. Uh, this quote is not attributed to anyone. A fighter without peer. Oh, I think I know what it is, but I'm blanking on the exact name. <laughs> um, it is a star performer. I know what you. Oh no, it's not actually. Ooh. It is an upgrade. I, I, this is going to be the only upgrade I could pick. Uh, oh, after. oh, 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 Paragon of the Arena. Okay. There, you got it. Yeah. Star <laughs> Performer, actually, that also fits. Yeah, uh, it, it would match for that one, but yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Um, and gosh, I was going to do Hurricane by the Band of Heathens, but I, I already mentioned Rocky like a Hurricane by the Scorpions, so I think <laughs> we're going to have to go with that. All right. Uh, Harkiran, a Hurricane. Uh, that will do it for us. Uh, for what the heck's I've been Davey and this is Phil. I just realized that because uh, I, I was kind of looking over I'm like, oh, this chair over here is dusty. And I'm like, wait, that's my super comfy office chair that my kids got me like last year for Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, why am I not sitting in that? Why am I sitting in this dumb wooden chair? Great. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Solid. <laughs>